Hey, it's Maggie. I can't get to my phone right now. You know what to do. Dude, Maggie, I have something to tell you. You gotta call me back. Hey, it's Maggie. And Tia. And this, this is Call Your BFF. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Call Your BFF. This is uh, our very first episode. And while Tia and I did record a few episodes while we were together this past weekend, um, we really couldn't get through our intros without interjecting with a funny story or, I don't know, just being our usual selves, chit-chatting. So for this episode, we figured we'd both do our own little intro to give you a little bit more behind the scenes about each of us if you don't already know us, which I'm going to assume if you're here listening to our very first podcast episode that you probably already know us. But in the rare instance that you have found your way here and you are a complete stranger, then we'll fill you in a little bit more. Hi everyone, my name is Maggie. I am 27 and I currently live in the Chicago suburbs. I grew up here. Um, I have always been an athlete. Growing up, I swam, I played tennis, I did golf, I did gymnastics, I was in dance of when I was much, much, much younger. Uh, running off the stage at my dance recital put a hard, hard, hard end to that. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Um, I had a stint at running in junior high, and then in high school, I swam, I did gymnastics, and I played water polo. Um, two concussions in one year with gymnastics put a hard end to that, which I was very sad that I could not go all four years as a three-sport athlete, but I figured falling six feet from the high bar and then smashing my head straight into the pummel, what was that thing called? Pummel horse? No, that's the men's one. See, this, this is how good I was at gymnastics whatever that thing is that you run and run and do. So I stuck with swim and water polo. I then went on to college. I went to Carroll University, which is in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And that is where I met Tia, my BFF. We met on the very first day. You'll hear more about this later. Um, Let's see, I swam there. I really thought after high school that I was not going to pursue sports in college. And I am just so grateful that I did pursue sports because I feel like it really changed my outlook on college and life after college. And honestly, it's probably one of the things that got me through college. I'm kind of just rambling a little bit. But let's talk about post-college. So I graduated with a major in marketing and a graphic design minor. And a lot of my friends were nursing majors and in the sciences. It was a very heavily nursing dominant school. So I always felt like a little bit of the odd man out being the business student. 
and always felt like my classes were a hell of a lot easier. I mean, it didn't really help that I had a lot less classes because all of them had to take practicals and whatnot. So yeah, I kind of had to do my own thing at times, but it was still fun. And let's see, post-college, um, I actually spent my entire drive home from school, and when I say entire, it was only two hours, crying because I was already missing what my life was while I was at school, and I was having a hard time realizing that these people that I had become so close with in four years now were, you know, kind of not going to be in my life. And, you know, there's just something about not having that, like, in-person connection anymore that I think I was really struggling with. Just being very anxious for the future. And, you know, it was a weird transition in life, too, because I was one of the few people in my group of friends who was going straight into looking for a job. Most of my friends were either continuing on with their education. Some of them were younger. You know, I had a good group of friends a year below me, so they were all still in school. And then I had a few friends that had already been out of school for a few years. And at that point, they were going on with their own lives and they were, you know, in different industries, I guess, than myself. And again, going back to being one of the only like business students, um, I felt like I didn't really have a lot of people to relate to at that point in my life. So it kind of just set me up for a very weird and hard year. And I spent, let's see, graduated in May. It took me until February of the next year to actually get a full-time job. I spent that whole time working three jobs. I was coaching a club swim team. I was uh, waitressing slash bartending. And I was, what else was I doing? Oh, I was, I was dabbling a little bit in the freelance world of design and marketing. Um, you know, it was more so just building up my portfolio. Looking back, I really wasn't doing anything that meaningful. Um, but it was a great stepping stone and I'm glad that I was, you know, pursuing that a little bit prior to getting a job. So I worked for this company for almost three years. My years, you know, COVID really messed up like my sense of time. So I worked for this company as a marketing assistant and then got promoted to a marketing coordinator and was there until March of last year. So 2022. And this might be a whole podcast episode in itself, but I learned a ton while I was there, but got to a point where I realized this was not what I wanted to do with my life. And I am a very passionate person. And when I feel like I'm not doing something meaningful, it really takes a toll on me. And it was, and I was stretching myself thin, and I'm not going to blame it entirely on the job because I think it was just at that point in life where things needed to change. And that was really the one thing that I could control at the time. And so I took that and I left. And 
I was working part-time a bit at a uh, local place. And then that's when I really jumped into doing my own work. I also started coaching around that time too. So um, coaching a kids triathlon team in the area. And so I was kind of scrambling to get back on my feet and, you know, quitting a job with no real plan. Um, Probably not the smartest move. So maybe don't take advice from me, but it was definitely the best decision I made. Um, It definitely helped me realign what I wanted to do and make, made me feel like what I was doing was more purposeful. And so I started my own marketing and graphic design business and have been doing that ever since. Um, so I do that full time and I coach part time and have my hands on a lot of things. And it's been really fun. It's been really, really stressful. It's been a lot of lessons learned. So that's kind of where I'm at with professional life, I guess. Um, we could talk about the more fun stuff. Um, I know I started this with saying that I've always been an athlete and I still am to this day. I currently do triathlons and, um, I think I've already mentioned this, but I coach a youth and junior team, um, in the area. And if you don't know what a triathlon is, it is a series of swim, bike, and run all in one race. And it's super fun. And I mean, I could explain it more, but I'm not going to hear in the intro. But anyways, I do those. And, you know, I dabbled a bit in running. I ran two marathons when I was in college. And this past year, I actually really got into cycling. So I did some crit racing. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. So, you know, sports has always been a part of my life. And now, you know, I, I do it on the side as, you know, just a hobby takes up a lot more time than a hobby, but, um, and I love coaching. It's really fun and it's really meaningful, um, being a part of, you know, young you know, I don't want to say young adults because most of them, they're all like high school age, but young kids' lives and, you know, seeing them develop. And I think that's my favorite part of working with kids' programs. And, you know, our team is a quote-unquote elite team and they are, you know, very talented, but I love working with the developmental side of things and working with kids that have really just getting into the sport and just getting into swimming or biking or running, mostly swimming or biking. But it brings me a lot of joy and I like being part of it. And I'm really happy and thankful that I can have that outlet as, you know, not only a hobby, but kind of a side job. And it doesn't even feel like a job most days. And I get to travel all around with them and it's a lot of fun. So I think that's all on like the athletic side. Um, I don't really know if there's any more about me to talk about. I mean, you guys will really get to know Tia and I a lot better as these episodes go on. So I guess I could talk a bit to the podcast. Um, I (laughs) was swimming a few weeks ago and 
I'll set the scene. I got out of the water. My hands are dripping wet. My eyes have circles around them from my goggles that were way too tight. I'm freezing. There are 10 old people getting ready for aqua aerobics. I walk over to my phone in my bag and I send Tia a text and I say, do you listen to podcasts? And she doesn't respond because she normally responds right away. But then I realized it was like 1030 in the morning on a Tuesday. So I sent her another text and I said, because I just thought of a great idea. And then me being my impatient self, I sent her a, what was it? Four minute voice message, I think. And I say, okay, hear me out. We start a podcast. We call it Call Your BFF. I think of this whole thing. I tell her my idea. She replies back to me 20 minutes later with a voice message and goes, dude, I knew you were going to ask me to start a podcast with you. I'm like, how? How did you know this? She just, she's kind of creepy sometimes. She just knows things. But anyways, that's how this formed. And that was on a Tuesday. And I had already been planning on driving up to see her. She lives in Wisconsin, but I'll let her tell you that. I had already been planning to drive up and see her that weekend. And I'm like, this is perfect. We'll, you know, knock out a few episodes while we're there. And this will be fun. So what can you expect from Call Your BFF? Well, for one, you can expect fun. You can expect some life advice from two 27-year-olds. We might not have a lot of life experience, but we can sure tell you what we've learned. Um, You can expect some funny convos, some funny stories, some random Q&As, probably some guest speakers now and then. And, you know, you can just become one of our besties. We're always open to new friends. I don't really know how long I've been talking, but that's a little bit about me. So we're really excited to get this started. Um, Again, we have a few ideas for down the road, but we really just wanted to get a few episodes out and get feel for what you guys want to listen to, what we want to talk about. Just kidding. We'll talk about anything. Um, But yeah, honestly, if you have ideas, questions, anything you want us to chat about, topics, send them our way because we can chat and we can chat for hours. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for following along. If you want to be notified every week when we drop our new episode, you can follow us and subscribe and you can find us on Instagram and we will probably have a website soon, but that's depending on when I can get it up and running. But you can expect to have that soon, and more fun stuff very soon. But until then, thanks for listening, and I am glad you're here. Now, I'm not with her right now. I'm home. But I will virtually pass this one over to Tia. Hi, Tia. Hi, Maggie, and all of our new besties, old besties, stranger besties, 
and any besties to come to call your BFF. Maggie, you did such an amazing job of introducing our podcast and introducing yourself to everybody. So again, I am Tia, and I will be one of the co-hosts here on the podcast. And before I dive into who am I and what makes me me, I just think it was so funny how this podcast came about, because I kid y'all not, when I got those text messages and four-minute voice memo from Maggie, my gut just told me, Maggie's going to ask me to be in a podcast. And part of me is creepy, so it's not super alarming that I knew, but I also knew Maggie's been doing so much research for her job on podcasts and development, and you know me and her can talk for hours. Like, we joke about this all the time, and our partners do too, where we can literally schedule a phone call, and it's a four-hour thing. Like, it's never, like, a quick, like, 30-minute thing. Like, it's hours. So hang in as we ramble and banter, and you all get to be a part of that throughout this podcast. But a little bit more, too, before I dive completely into who I am. A few things to know about me is I am a swearer. I know Maggie talked about how we're very unfiltered, so bear with me. Sorry, mom and dad. I will work on not swearing as much, but sometimes I'm just passionate about what I'm talking about, and the swears just kind of come out. But where to start? Okay, so I grew up in a super small town that I had about 50 people in my grade. And one thing to know about me Soccer it has always been such a huge, huge part of my life. Shout out to my mom and dad for putting me into soccer because your girl, her first career she wanted was to be the first kicker for the Packers. So being super, super little, my parents did not want to put me in football and put me in soccer instead. And it has been such a great journey of learning and discovery and just growing my competitive edge with that being said my family and I moved from that small town because they didn't have a soccer team there for me to play on and we moved right before starting high school and actually moved in the day before high school started so I remember sleeping in a sleeping bag the first day before high school but then where um, I went to high school in a, a town outside of Green Bay Wisconsin I, my life played basketball, volleyball, and soccer. So I was a three-sport athlete for a while, especially through middle school into high school. But as high school progressed, I was very injury-prone, and my sophomore year of high school ended up tearing the outer three ligaments in my ankle, which led me to kind of decide what did I want to do with sports. Like, soccer was my passion, and I loved volleyball and basketball, but honestly, those were just to keep me in shape and just give me a little bit of a different different, different scenery of different people and just a different sport to play. And that's when I slowly became a one-sport athlete, which I always encourage the girls that I coach to not be a one-sport athlete, but here we are. And throughout my time in high school, like I was always such a rule follower and I was a go-getter. Like I took as many AP courses as I could was constantly working and volunteering and playing soccer and just doing so many different things and not really putting a toe out of line like ever. And then college happened. Just kidding. I still follow a lot of the rules, but I had more fun doing it. 
And that's where I met Maggie, which I know we'll jump into one of our other episodes when it was Maggie's first day moving into Carol. But at Carol, I originally went in as an exercise science pre-physical therapy major that would have a direct admit program right into the doctorate program. And I always knew I wanted to help people. And at that point, being injury prone, I was in and out of physical therapy. That was like the only way I knew how to help people, honestly. And I knew I didn't want to be a doctor, didn't want to do anything where I'd like sit behind a desk all day. I wanted something active and moving. And then I took anatomy and that was awful. And I know we talked about that in another podcast too. But I ended up switching to psychology. And I loved learning about people. I loved talking to people. I have such a positive outlook on every single person and see the best in each individual I interact with. And psychology made sense. And I actually minored in sociology as well, which played really well with psychology. And during that time is when I found that I wanted to be a mental health therapist. So before I jump into that piece, I know I'm jumping everywhere and talking super fast. Also because I work soon and I wanted to get Maggie a little sliver of our intro. I played at Carroll. Um, three out of my four years, I had another um, surgery my junior into senior year of college because I tore my labrum in my hip. So I didn't get to play my senior year, which was a really hard struggle for me. I was always an athlete, always played soccer, and my mental health at that time wasn't always great, and some of my coaches didn't really help with that. And I knew then I still wanted something active. So I ended up my senior year playing intramural soccer once I was cleared to play. And then throughout all of Carroll, I played intramural dodgeball and volleyball too. So I was constantly doing something. And then I had health problems, which as you learn more and more about me, I am always ebbing and flowing with different health problems, mostly gastrointestinal, but there's always a fun little something, something here and there. And with my gastrointestinal problems in college, that impacted some of my ability to play as well. I learned a lot throughout that time. And Maggie and I will definitely dive into that more and more as we go. But my master's program is where I learned the most about myself. And I went to Eastern Illinois University. And one main reason I became a FIB was because I had a tuition waiver where if I had a job on campus or a job related to the mental health counseling field, I would get my tuition waived. So your girl accumulated no more debt because of grad school, which is beautiful. And during that two-year accelerated program, I learned so much about myself, build really strong relationships. And then COVID hit. And like Maggie said, like COVID has impacted so much of my timeline too. And when I graduated in 2020 in the midst of COVID, I didn't know where I was going to work, what I was going to do besides move back in with my parents. And thankfully, during my second week of spring break, since we all got two weeks, two weeks of a spring break, I had an interview with my current employer. And at first, I never thought I wanted to work with kids. I always enjoyed like the college age and really wanted to work out of college. 
but the interview went really good. And I was like, you know what? Let's try something new. And they had a really good program for me to get my hours so I could get fully licensed. In the summer before, I didn't work, which was crazy because I always worked. I always worked at least one to three jobs all throughout college. So for me to just to sit, I was like, whoa, this is weird. So I ended up helping my grandpa um, gut his house and tear it apart and slowly start building it back up, which was really, really fun. And I would do that two to three times a week that whole entire summer. And then once I got my training license, that August of 2020 is when my career officially started, where I worked with kids as young as four, all the way up to 18 with varying diagnoses from anxiety, depression, PTSD, you name it. I was working with those individuals. And I also do individual therapy and group therapy. So it's been a really cool journey, stressful journey, and to incorporate self-care into my life, I found soccer all over again. I was subbing at an indoor soccer league and would do that every once in a while, nothing super consistent. And then I got an opportunity to coach a club soccer team and be an assistant coach for the first few years. And I definitely give assistant coach energy because your girl is super indecisive, doesn't like to upset people, and doesn't like to make big decisions. Being an assistant coach, I loved pulling kids aside. And I coach girls too. And pulling them aside and being able to talk to them, help them build their skill, and also incorporate just instilling positivity and not being that coach that just yells and tears you down. Because I know throughout my whole entire life, I mostly had male coaches. And at a young age, like there were not many female coaches. So I feel so privileged to finally give girls what I never was given, that opportunity to have a female coach, to have a positive female role model in my sport. Like that was amazing to be able to give back to the community in that way. And it's been so fun to just watch my girls grow and develop their skill, but also just grow and develop into being such amazing human beings. And I love that piece of just helping them grow and helping them build their confidence. And this year was my first year being a head coach, which has been a lot of growing pains, especially because all my health stuff is back in full swing. But it's been a challenge because I don't get to spend as much one-on-one time with my girls and helping them improve their confidence, improve their skill, where now it's more main picture, broad picture, which I know there's not a lot of access to each team having two coaches, but I have thoroughly enjoyed coaching too. And I am unfortunately going to be taking a step away from it just so I can focus on my health and focus on myself for a little bit but I know it's something that I'll really want to do again too because that journey of falling out of love of soccer especially after college really impacted me I wanted nothing to do with soccer for a while and like all of grad school I totally neglected pushed away did not want soccer in my life except for like the world cup love watching the world cup and coaching helped me re-fall in love with a sport that 
helped me grow my confidence and be that competitive self and my go-getter self. So it's been a really fun journey to refall in love with the sport that has given me so many great friendships, so many great life lessons, and so many ways of standing up for what I believe in. So that's been really cool. And I can't remember if I talked about the podcast or not because it's been me rambling and hopefully this is making sense. I know I, I, I made notes of what I wanted to talk about, but your girl freestyles every single time. But life is good. I currently live in an apartment with my sister, two whole blocks away from my parents, which is quite convenient. And then my boyfriend lives on the other side of town and so does my brother, lives on the other side of town too. So it's nice feeling really connected with all of those people. And one thing you all will get to learn is how Maggie and I have maintained this friendship, even though it's been long distance, a whole three hours. But there were times where it was really challenging for us and times that it's been super easy. And now that we're both like adult adults, which I don't know how that happened or how we figured out how to be adults. I still don't really feel like an adult adult, even though I have a 401k now. But one thing as we continue our podcast, we want to be able to just talk about those things and give an outlet for those that maybe don't know how to be an adult. So the unsolicited advice, unsolicited swearing, all the unsolicited things that you never asked for, but maybe you need which will be really fun. So I'm super excited to have you all on our journey of call your BFF. And for reals, dudes, call your BFF. Tell them you love them. And let's find a way to continue to find that balance of maintaining those best friendships, including our listeners that may be our old BFFs, our new BFFs, our stranger BFFs, or wherever in between. So thank you for listening and believing in Maggie and I. Deuces.